trying to disguise yourself as a worker bee. That's you trying to blend in with hive. But you're not a worker bee. You're a renegade killer bee. Killer bee. Killer bee. Viceberg Slim. I will chop your heads off! Welcome to In Broad Daylight, a solo podcast with your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to In Broad Daylight, a solo politics and news podcast. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. How is everybody doing? Don't all answer at once. You know I can feel it when you do, even if I can't hear it. It hurts a little, but it's a good hurt. So please, by all means, let me know how you're doing out there. We took last week off to celebrate our nation's independence. That's actually not true. First of all, there's no we. There's just me. It's a solo podcast. Also, we took the week off because we had to get ready for the Unpops Backyard Show, which was a damn fine time. Thank you to everyone who came out. We recorded our 300th episode, which is quite a feat. We have that was the 300th episode of Unpopular Opinion. On the off chance that somehow you only listen to this podcast, which would be both kind of heartwarming for me, like it would make me feel good if my solo podcast was the only podcast of mine you listen to, but also highly shocking. There's so much better stuff on the network that you could be listening to. This is mostly for informational purposes, not really for entertainment. It's kind of a TED Talk, if anything. This part of the solo pod I sometimes use to announce big things coming up, like uh, like I said, our 300th episode of Unpopular Opinion, which you can go check out. Also, recording an episode of Unpopular Opinion right after this with a an L.A.-based comedian I've been trying to get on the show for a while named Jeff May. It should be very, very interesting. I've heard good things about him, except for all the bad things uh, that I've also heard. So, We'll see how that goes. Interested to meet that guy. But uh, in the meantime, what are we talking about this week? This week, we're talking about the 2020 United States Census. I know what you must be thinking. Oh, no, that sounds hella boring. Well, first of all, is hella even the right unit of measurement there? I think you might be being a little bit dramatic right now. But also, you're kind of right. The really important stuff, though, is always kind of boring. Right? Haven't you ever heard that? It's always the, the mundane things. is Those are the details you have to pay attention to. And that's true. I mean, except for like 9-11 and Watergate, Roswell, stuff like that. That's all pretty interesting and pretty important. But I don't know. You ever read NAFTA? Probably not. That monstrosity fucked the world for decades. We still, on mainstream media outlets, cannot stop talking about how no one has read the Mueller report. Which blows my mind. It's like 400 pages. It's the length of a book. We all have had time to read a book since the Mueller report came out. But it's fucking boring. There's like 15 sentences that are interesting, and you've already read them on every news outlet in the country. So they're probably right. Most people haven't read the Mueller report, even though reading a 400-page document isn't outside the realm of possibility for anyone. I believe you can buy it in bookstores, as a matter of fact. So someone has to have read it. 
but everyone assumes you don't because it's it's the boring shit. And sometimes you have to pay attention to the boring stuff, you know? So here we are talking about the 2020 census. Deal with it, haters. You've probably heard a lot of news about the controversy surrounding the administration's plan to add a citizenship question to the next census. Why do they want it there? Why are people opposed to it? Good news. I'm going to answer those questions for you right damn here, right damn now. It would be silly of me to do otherwise, given the title of this episode. So this all started back in March 2018 when the administration announced their intent to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census, making it the first time it would be included for all respondents since 1950. And hey, what could possibly go wrong reinstating a policy from the 1950s that exclusively impacts minorities? I think we were pretty good to minorities by that point, weren't we? In American history, 1950, good time for civil rights. And obviously, this provoked a bunch of outrage from Democrats and various civil rights groups for a few different reasons. For starters, just hearing the words Trump, citizenship, and question in the same sentence is always cause for concern. It either means he's talking about where Obama was born or he's talking about rounding up immigrants, one or the other. And when it comes to the citizenship question, it's the latter of those two that worries a lot of people. Despite the administration's promises that this had nothing to do with immigration enforcement, there's plenty of reason to worry about that not being true. Like history, for example. When the United States rounded up Japanese Americans and threw them in internment camps after the attack on Pearl Harbor, a decision, by the way, that we've since officially recognized as having been motivated by racism and hysteria. But when we did that, we used information gathered from the 1940 census to do it. They took census information, gave it to the fucking Secret Service, I believe, and that's how the internment of Japanese people in the 1940s happened. So it's not like there's no precedent for this being used for those purposes. But when the idea was first proposed, Trump's various mouthpieces assured us that immigration has nothing to do with it. Here's a quote. For the approximately 90% of the population who are citizens, this question is no additional imposition. And for the approximately 70% of non-citizens who already answer this question accurately on the American Community Survey, the question is no additional imposition. That's Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross sounding way more ominous than I think he intended to. Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe scaring brown people into not filling out the census is the entire point here. That's one obvious concern that we'll get to in a little bit. But to his credit, though, at least what he's saying isn't completely made up. That's more than can be said for former White House press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Here's what she had to say about the citizenship question back in 2018. Look, this is a question that's been included in every census since 1965, with the exception of 2010 when it was removed. There's a lot to sift through there. For starters, the census happens every 10 years, and the next one is in 2020. So you do the math. There was no 1965 census. It's a decennial count of the American populace. Decennial, meaning every 10 years. But also, 
Her assertion that this is a question we've been asking on every census since then is misleading at best. There was a citizenship question on the census until 1950. In 1960, for reasons we still aren't completely sure of, it was included for people who lived in New York and Puerto Rico only. In 1970, we switched to using two different forms, a short form that around 80% of Americans received and a long form that the other 20% got. The long form, which included the citizenship question, was discontinued in 2000, and thus the citizenship question was discontinued along with it. And that's just on the actual U.S. census. It's not that we don't ask anyone a citizenship question anymore. We'll get there. But on the actual census, there has not been a citizenship question since 2000, basically. And that was on the long form that has since been discontinued. So what Trump wants isn't a return to that. He doesn't want to bring back the long form and send it to that same 20% of the population, which is what Sarah Huckabee Sanders is implying. He wants to not only bring it back, but expand its scope to include everybody. So no, this is not a return to how things have been every census since 2000. That is a lie. But why? Why does the Trump administration want this citizenship question on the census? That is actually the entire problem. Coming up with a justification for this that doesn't sound like nefarious supervillain shit, shockingly enough, has been a real challenge for the Trump administration. Their first and longest running argument has been that they need it to enforce the Voting Rights Act. This, I believe, is where Shanders, which is short for Sarah Huckabee Sanders, saves me a lot of time when I talk. I think that's where she's getting that 1965 number from. The Voting Rights Act was enacted in 1965. And here's the thing. I do believe the Voting Rights Act has a lot to do with this, just not in the way the administration is claiming. But we'll get to that later. But the Voting Rights Act was the standard company line up until May of this year. That was the justification they'd been using to add the citizenship question this entire time. But in May, the New York Times published documents that revealed the involvement of late GOP strategist Dr. Thomas Hofeller. Hofeller? Who fucking cares? He's in hell now. In efforts to get the citizenship question added to the next census. He helped the DOJ concoct a letter in 2017 meant to justify the addition of the citizenship question to the Department of Commerce. And at no point was Hofeller's involvement mentioned, nor was the fact that in 2015, he conducted a study that concluded that adding a citizenship question would, and this is quote, help Republicans and non-Hispanic whites, another quote, would clearly be a disadvantage for the Democrats, and a third quote, would provoke a high degree of resistance from Democrats and the major minority groups in the nation. None of that was mentioned. In fact, the letter to the Department of Commerce, which has now come to be known as the Gary letter, claimed adding the question would actually protect voting rights and protect Latinos. Here's another quote from Steve Hofeller from back in 2000. Redistricting is like an election in reverse. It's a great event. Usually the voters get to pick the politicians. In redistricting, 
the politicians get to pick the voters. So given these revelations, for obvious reasons, people started questioning if maybe this was less about the Voting Rights Act and more about congressional redistricting. And if so, why lie about it? But nay, that was just a baseless conspiracy theory. The Trump administration and the Department of Justice actually use that phrase, conspiracy theory. And since then, we have been treated to a barrage of varying excuses for why we need a citizenship question on the 2020 census. The Washington Post actually collected them all into one video. Let's give it a listen. DOJ sought census block level citizenship data for use in Voting Rights Act enforcement. The real question isn't why are we trying to find out who are citizens in this country and who aren't. The real question is why don't Democrats care? I think it's very important to find out if somebody's a citizen as opposed to an illegal. I think that there's a big difference to me between being a citizen of the United States and being an illegal. There's nothing in the census data that can be used by enforcement authorities for immigration or for any other purpose. To know for both voter allocation and because of the requirements of the Voting Rights Act, and frankly, as part of the ongoing debate about how we deal both financially and legally with the burden of those who are not here legally. Immigration officials like yourself will not see, ultimately, the details of this census in Answers terms of, of any person status. are not tied. It's aggregated data. Mm-hmm. So that's correct. Your interest in the citizenship question had nothing to do with counting undocumented immigrants for apportionment purposes? No, sir. It did not. Well, you need it for many reasons. Number one, you need it for Congress. You need it for Congress, for districting. You need it for appropriations. Where are the funds going? How many people are there? Are they citizens? Are they not citizens? When the president says um, you need it for Congress for redistricting, is that a, a legal concern? Because one of the questions has been, what was the motivation for wanting the question in the first place? Well, and, and I think the answer is there are many reasons. He listed a few there. So needless to say, this all went a long way toward making the administration's Voting Rights Act cover story seem a little suspect. The Supreme Court ruling called the voting rights excuse a pretext, which is a fancy word for lie. It means you're giving one excuse, but there's actually another excuse, basically. But instead of killing the idea right then and there, they left it up to the DOJ to come up with a better excuse. And am I alone in thinking that part is kind of crazy? They're basically saying, we know you're lying. Now come up with a better lie. But it seemed like that was going to be the end of it. Because, you see, throughout this whole thing, the Department of Justice had been pushing this hard June 30th deadline for wrapping this up. They needed to know by then because that's when the census was going to the printers. And with the Supreme Court leaving it undecided, that deadline came and went with no decision. Game over. In the early days of July, it was announced that the census would go ahead without the citizenship question. Then... Trump started tweeting. He said those claims that the citizenship question fight was over and that the census would be printed without it. Fake news, baby. And that created a pretty huge problem for the DOJ lawyers who'd been arguing this case for more than a year because a key part of that argument was that none of this mattered if it wasn't resolved by June 30th. 
But now, because Donald Trump is our president and the Department of Justice's boss, his tweet meant that they had to get back to work just covered in the stench of having seemingly lied about the importance of that June 30th deadline. And fucking chaos ensued from there. The Department of Justice lawyers tried to quit, which is an unprecedented move for a team of lawyers that's been working on a case for over a year that still isn't resolved. And they couldn't really give a good reason for it, which sort of implies that they didn't want to put their names on whatever was going to happen next. But the Supreme Court would not let them quit. And then Nancy Pelosi entered the fray to claim that Trump was using the citizenship question to, quote, make America white again. She also said she'd be seeking criminal contempt charges against William Barr and Wilbur Ross for refusing to comply with House Oversight and Reform Committee subpoenas, seeking information related to the decision to add the citizenship question to the census. And then Trump, in true Donald Trump fashion, comes through and manages to just make things infinitely worse when, in front of a gaggle of reporters, he not only confirmed that the whole conspiracy theory about this initiative being about congressional redistricting was true. And he also claimed he was mulling over issuing an executive order to get the question on the census. So that threw everyone into a tailspin. But no worries. The Don made everything right. On Thursday, yesterday, as I record this, Trump took to the Rose Garden and said this. The Supreme Court ultimately affirmed our right to ask the citizenship question, and very strongly it was affirmed. But the Supreme Court also ruled that we must provide further explanation that would have produced even more litigation and considerable time delays. The case is already in three federal district courts that have been, to be totally honest, extremely unfriendly to us. These delays would have prevented us from completing the census on time. It's deeply regrettable, but it will not stop us from collecting the needed information, and I think even in greater detail and more accurately. Therefore, we are pursuing a new option to ensure a complete and timely count of the non-citizen population. Today, I will be issuing an executive order to put this very plan into effect immediately. I am hereby ordering every department and agency in the federal government to provide the Department of Commerce with all requested records regarding the number of citizens and non-citizens in our country. They must furnish all legally accessible records in their possession immediately. We will utilize these vast federal databases to gain a full, complete, and accurate count of the non-citizen population, including databases maintained by the Department of Homeland Security and the Social Security Administration. We have great knowledge in many of our agencies. We will leave no stone unturned. The Census Bureau projected that using previously available records, it could determine citizenship for 90 percent of our population or more. With today's executive order, which eliminates longstanding obstacles to data sharing, we're aiming to count everyone. Ultimately, this will allow us to have an even more complete count of citizens 
than through asking the single question alone. It will be, we think, far more accurate. The Census Bureau can use this information, along with information collected through the questionnaire, to create the official census. In other words, as a result of today's executive order, we will be able to ensure the 2020 Census generates an accurate count of how many citizens, non-citizens, and illegal aliens are in the United States of America. Not too much to ask. This will greatly inform a wide array of public policy decisions. Oh, good. So instead of a citizenship question, the Trump administration will just be taking all the data the government has ever collected for any reason and throwing it into a pot and using that to conduct their own census. And why? Mostly because of illegal immigration. All of that, that entire year of claiming this is just about the Voting Rights Act and has nothing to do with illegal immigration. Now, all of a sudden, if you can believe it, it turns out it's been mostly about immigration this entire time. He did also mention the Voting Rights Act, and I feel like whatever else they want to use it for is what the census information is going to be used for. And because a lot of us are stupid, one of the immediate reactions to this announcement was something along the lines of, ha, Trump backed down on the citizenship question. What a chump. Of all the ways people react to Trump, this has to be my least favorite. Another good example is him not bombing Iran a couple weeks ago, where it, it seemed like we were right on the verge of that. And then at the last second, he announced, well, some civilians would die or too many Iranians would die and I didn't want to do it. And instead of the world reacting with, oh, yeah, that sounds actually pretty reasonable. The response was mostly, what a coward. He won't even bomb Iran. And it's like, come on, take a win and move the fuck on. And we're seeing that with this, too, where now all you see on CNN in the hours since he made this announcement is these talking heads saying, yes, I do think this is a loss for Trump. And yes, he did actually back down. And if it wasn't that, it was like a chorus of, is this just meant to distract us from the Mueller testimony next week? Fucking no, it's not. Think harder about this, cable news. Please. When it comes to this issue, and this is just a hunch, but I think we're far from done talking and fighting about it. Why? Because I think all of the Trump administration's justifications for this move are true. Please note, I said true, not good or correct. It's just that I also think there's another justification that ties all the other ones together, and that's the part they aren't telling us. Like, the Voting Rights Act isn't being brought up for nothing. What's really frustrating is that in most of the mainstream media coverage I've seen, a big component of that particular argument is being left out, which is that in 2013, a key part of the Voting Rights Act was thrown out by the Supreme Court. Basically, there's an equation that was used for years that dealt with racial demographics. If your state met a certain criteria, according to this equation, you couldn't make any changes to your voting laws without approval from Congress. It's obviously more complex than the way I'm describing it, but that's the basic gist. I'll put links on the site so you can read it in more detail if you want. But the layman's explanation for why this was thrown out was racism is different now, so the equation should be different now. And you know what? Fair enough. 
Maybe that's true. The problem is Congress is in charge of coming up with a new equation. And since Republicans have controlled Congress since like forever now, they never bothered updating that equation. And that meant the states that were impacted by the Voting Rights Act the most, which is mostly southern states, were free to change their voting laws in whatever oppressive way they wanted with zero federal intervention. So all of those things you heard in the midterm elections about southern states suppressing votes, that didn't happen out of nowhere. It happened because this one section of the Voting Rights Act is still unresolved. But now that Democrats are in control of Congress, one of their first initiatives has been to restore that part of the Voting Rights Act. Remember, this is an equation that deals with racial demographics. It would behoove Republicans to have that equation figured using the fewest number of non-whites possible because that will make it way more possible for states with a history of voter suppression to fall outside the criteria for having their actions approved by Congress. A citizenship question would help achieve that by making non-citizens, who will predominantly be people of color, less likely to respond. And when I say non-citizens, we're not talking about illegal immigrants only here. Non-citizens can and often does mean people who are in the country legally, they just don't have citizenship. Dreamers, for example. But adding this question to the census, when you're already living in this climate under Trump, it's just going to make you all the less likely to respond, which is going to impact pretty much everything about how congressional lines are drawn in 2020. And the worst part is this is a total win-win for Trump. Had he managed to get the question added, it would have radically impacted the ability of Congress to enforce the Voting Rights Act in any meaningful way. Now that he didn't get it, he's just going to use that executive order that he mentioned in the Rose Garden to get all the information he wanted. But also, he can use this fight to fuel his inevitable argument that Democrats are using illegal immigrants to steal votes. This sets the administration up for that and all sorts of other unsavory things. What happens if the information and data they gather through whatever means they're planning doesn't match what we get from the census? Is it crazy to think Trump might use that to delay midterm elections at some point? Because after all, you can't redraw those districts if we don't have a completed census. And if we can't redraw those districts, can we even vote? He's already mentioned several times that he thinks he's owed two extra years on his term because of the Mueller report. What if he loses in 2020? Does he use the census citizenship question fight as proof? And I put that in air quotes that Democrats won by allowing non-citizens to vote. And maybe he refuses to leave office. I think that's all very possible. Trump has made it really clear that no matter what, he plans to be in office beyond 2020. Stuff like this citizenship question debate and demanding that the people who investigated his election transgressions be investigated themselves, that all helps lay the groundwork for contesting election results or delaying the election if it seems like things aren't going to go his way. That's obviously not something I can prove. But they're not floating the idea of Democrats wanting to hide the presence of illegal immigrants in this country for nothing. If you think I'm just being paranoid, 
I would direct you to the April 2019 op-ed written for TheHill.com by Republican strategist Ford O'Connell. You ready for the title? If you don't think illegal immigrants are voting for president, think again. Here's a kind of long quote from that article. No, illegal immigrants aren't allowed to directly vote for the commander in chief yet, but in vast numbers, they can dramatically alter the electoral college to favor Democrats for at least a decade because a state's electoral votes are based on the number of people residing within that state, not the number of citizens present when the decennial census is taken. If a nefarious power grab seems far-fetched, ask yourself this. Why are Democrats so intent on blocking the addition of a citizenship question to the 2020 census? It is clear the presence of illegal immigrants can bolster a state's electoral power, even one that is already Arctic blue. Something tells me the Democrats' keen interest in the plight of the much-ballyhooed dreamers has a similar ulterior motive as well. And that is from April 2019, just this year, very recently. Remember the Presidential Advisory Commission on Election Integrity? Probably not. You can't. How can you remember all the things? There's so many things under this fucking president. But that was the commission Trump put together via executive order to look into claims that illegal immigrants were voting by the millions. They found no evidence that they are. But again, that op-ed I referenced is from April of this year. Republicans are not going to just let this idea go without a fight. And that's especially true if Trump loses in 2020. So no, this is not a setback for Trump. And we definitely shouldn't be celebrating it as a win for Democrats. I think this went exactly the way the Trump administration wanted it to. And it's only going to get worse from here. But if you do want to take a silver lining out of this, there isn't one. But let's pretend there is in that if nothing else, you can take this and put it in your pocket, carry it around with you as another reminder that Republicans have absolutely zero real convictions or beliefs. Remember how Republicans reacted to the 2010 census? No one's mentioning this part when it comes to the 2020 census fight. A lot of them didn't even want to fill it out. And why? Because they felt it was an invasion of privacy by a government that had grown far too big. Minnesota Representative Michelle Bachman made a huge stink about refusing to fill out the census that year. She said her family would only indicate the number of people in the household because, and this is a quote, the Constitution doesn't require information beyond that. She also had concerns about community group ACORN being involved in the data collection on the grounds that they would commit voter registration fraud as part of the process. Can you guess what demographic she thought they'd be registering? And her concerns weren't hers alone. They echoed the same fears expressed by a bunch of Republican luminaries at the time. And then when the census was completed, that's when shit really hit the fan because it revealed that in the 10 years prior, for the first time in history, the majority of babies born in the United States were not white. So if you're looking for the genesis of our current wave of white nationalism, there you go. And even better, in 2015, Republicans fought 
to have the one Census Bureau form that does ask a citizenship question, the annual American Community Survey, abolished altogether. This is in 2015, four years ago. The one form that the Census Bureau sends out that does ask a citizenship question, four short years ago, Republicans want it abolished altogether because they argued that it was entirely too intrusive and represented yet another massive invasion of privacy on the part of the Obama administration. And here's the thing. They're kind of right. Like, in addition to asking if you're a citizen, it asks stuff like what kind of internet connection you have and whether or not you live above a store. And I know there will be Obama supporters or whatever in the comments who will have a perfectly rational explanation for why we need to ask all those questions. Would that rational explanation still please you under Trump is my question. Or under Trump, would you go, no, no, you're, you're digging for something that you're not telling us about. Because now that survey is in Trump's hands. We didn't abolish it in 2015. The Republicans just get to work with all of that information now. I feel like knowing whether or not someone lives above a store might be pretty handy when it comes to immigration enforcement. Who knows? So you'll get no argument from me that it is indeed a kind of creepy government intrusion into a lot of people's lives. But Republicans lost that fight. And the American Community Survey carries on to this day, despite their vehement opposition to it in 2015. And now fast forward to 2019, on the eve of the next census, Republicans want more questions from the government, and they want every brown person to be counted no matter what. That is quite a tone shift from their feelings on the 2010 census. So if you're suspicious of their motives, you have every reason to be. You should be. It's the healthy thing to do. It's the healthy way to be. Embrace your inner conspiracy theorist, America. We're going to need you to do it. Anyway, so that's that's what's happening with the census fight. And Trump is about to issue his executive order. And we're going to find out what loosening data restrictions means. That should be terrifying. As I record this, I waited as long as humanly possible. It's 940 a.m. Pacific time, the morning this episode goes up as I record this. Uh, Who knows what's going to develop with this, but uh, we'll see. Uh, As far as, uh, I don't know, do I have anything to plug? If you're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, I'm opening for Portugal the Man at the District on Sunday, July 14th, which is this Sunday. So that'll be a goddamn good time. Come out to that if you live in South Dakota. And, uh... I think that's it for now. Check out The 90s Sucked and Pod the Life and all our new podcasts. All right, everybody. Goodbye. I love you. 